The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tons of people take a multivitamin. Me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie. Andrew. And Dave. All right, I got uh, a little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you why. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the... Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. Try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. You piece of shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious, got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, huh? You gotta get, cut people down all the time. Is that what you gotta do? But uh, know that life is good, appreciate it, do what you do, keep on keeping on. Shoot out! <laughs> all right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's that time of week where we do Twitter spaces. We did it a day late this week because we had some stuff. We wanted to see if the Saints did news. But if you are listening to this podcast either live on Twitter spaces or if you're listening to the version that is in your podcast player, support Saints Happy Hour. We need your support. Jonah, Mark, and Kyle, they all signed up. My wife is going to make sure they get their booze bundle sent out. Join us, sign up, support, support the show. We need the help. 
We need the support so we can grow the community, so we can keep having fun, keep doing what we're doing. So just support the show. Try us out for a month. You get the booze bundle. It's it's free when you sign up. You'll love it. You'll never leave because we have the Discord. We're having fun. Andrew, today I had the stupidest Twitter fight maybe of all time. Even stupider than my feud with Jameis one of one that I don't participate in because he's blocked. And apparently he just yells at me, yells about me to people and I can't see it because I blocked them. It's dumber than that because um, today the Saints apparently went really, really hard for Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, former mm-hmm. Packer receiver, and I think it's Marquez. Marquez. I, I believe Mark, it's Marquez. you're right. Marquez. Of course you're you're right. Of course I got the name wrong. <laughs> was, there ever, <laughs> was there even a was there even a question about that? But Yeah, when in doubt, just trust yeah. that I'm the So Valdez correct, Scantling, yeah. he Got 10 – the Saints were offering him a two-year deal. They thought it was going to get done. Kansas City jumped in at the last moment because they traded Tariq Hill. They gave him three years, $30 million. I didn't see the guarantees on it. But the Saints were going to sign him, so they didn't. And people were freaking out. And I was like, dude, he's Traquan Smith if Traquan Smith had an MVP quarterback throwing to him. Dude, Scanlon had 26 <laughs> Freaking catches. Traquan Smith had 32. Traquan Smith has more career touchdowns. No, Scantling has more yards because he averaged he had he had a, 2020 he averaged 21 yards a catch and he's got 700 more yards. But they're basically the same receiver. If somebody today, if the Kansas City Chiefs had signed Traquan Smith to a three-year, 30 million dollar deal. We would have, we would all be dead because we'd be dead from laughing. Okay. I just, Andrew, I know they need a receiver. The receivers for the Saints, the room kind of sucks, but I'm not getting kind of, kind of, I'm not getting bent out of shape about Scantling going to Kansas City for $30 million. I'm just not like, you know, like I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, that contract is ridiculous. He, that guy has done nothing to suggest that he deserves that kind of money. It, it's ten million yeah. a year, right? I get that the Saints have this cap space, and yeah. and I get that th- that there was a moment where they were going for it, and they they cleared the space. Maybe they thought they were really close to getting to Sean Watson, but the plan for the offseason, they said we kind of they said we're not going to be active. We kind of thought they're going to sign resign Jameis Winston. They're probably going to lose Armstead. They're probably going to lose Marcus Williams. Now we can we'll talk about. If we think, you know, that they're better or how much worse they are or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, the offseason plan is not that much different than what we expected. Yeah. Uh, right now, you're just in the bargain kind of shopping right now. So, you're just – they're looking at these rookies and then they're looking at the vet, the veterans of Donate say, okay – what can we go crazy on, and what can we just say, you know what, let's wait until after the draft, see what we did land, and get them for a nice bargain. Because yeah. I think I, like, I think tackle is definitely going to be one of them. Like I know you mentioned Dewani Brown in the uh, Discord chat. I really think they'll call him up if they don't land a tackle in the top three rounds. I think that will be a position they'll look after the draft. And I think the same probably with tight end. And maybe defensive line, but I think wide receiver they'll look, and maybe running back too. It's I th- they're just going to take this day by day and see 
where they stand. Ralph, I have a very sad, realistic question to ask you. What is that? Is it time for us not referring to it agency? And is it time for us to start <laughs> referring to this period as the comp pick acquisition period? It is, and it's so sad. I hate, hate, hate the comp pick. I hate that people are getting excited about comp picks. It, 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 it's disgusting. It is not what we're about here. At least I'm not. Like I love, yeah. I love the YOLO. I love the spending money. Um, I just. Do you just like it like every other year? Like, no. you know, okay, it's one year we got a comp pick and then have five to six years where we have no comp picks and then have a comp pick. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I, I, I guess you could, in theory, uh, you have you, you, you can kind of plan on them coming. So maybe the Saints, it'll, it'll allow them to be more aggressive. They could trade up in the middle rounds and such to get players they want. But I just, I hate that. I, I, I like to be in the mix. I like to feel like the Saints are going, trying to win, trying to get a championship. They're clearly not trying to do that, uh, Matt. But you know, we'll see. I, we got some other people, but Matt, thanks for joining us as always. Um, um, Andrew, uh, what do you think? Do you think you do you? Th- I think they might try to get a tackle before the draft. I don't think they. I, I just they they got to do something because they want to. They got to try to fill at least one of these holes before the draft, don't they? Yeah, I have a hard time imagining them just rolling with Hurst and Greenidge and Landon Young and being like, this is who's in the building. You guys battle it out. Um, Even if it's just adding a guy after the draft, as Matt said. I Hmm. I don't know. I I could see it going a couple ways, but let's see what uh, Freaking About Football has to say. Uh, Don't forget to unmute yourself and tell us what you got tonight. Uh, hey y'all. Uh, f- first thing, uh, I'm not uh, uh, I'm not fussing over uh, discount Ted Ginn Jr. Um, <laughs> like I, I thank I, you. Like I was I was looking at it, I was like okay you know he's a he's a deep threat he he's he's tall and like you know and you know with James Winston I'm like okay so he's basically like Ted Ginn and I'm like thinking okay what was Ted Ginn's stats before he came to New Orleans with Carolina and. Ted Ginn had 700 yards with 2016 Cam Newton, where one third of the time the dude couldn't throw. Um, yeah, <laughs> and Marquez Valdez Scantling with uh, Scantling, whatever, uh, with MVP Rogers, the back-to-back years has yet to cross 700 yards once in his career. Like, I'm not paying 10 million dollars <laughs> for that. No. Um, no i wonder what mickey loomis's reaction was like he probably like thought he had the deal done he's like okay we got to be scanning two years 11 million like man that's a decent thing for like a third a third receiver or a guy that does like a couple of things specific things well you think he got the call and he's like Kansas City just busted in like Vince McMahon gif and gave him thirty million. Do you think? Do you think he, Mickey Loomis just let out a groan or he like? No, no. Oh, he t- he told MVS, "Congrats, go enjoy the tornadoes in Kansas City." Like <laughs> he, he he was like, "I'm out. No, we're just gonna get one in the draft." And here's the thing. So I don't know if y'all saw it today, but Jarvis Landry just fired his agent. He did. Um, oh wow! I did not. And I think yeah. that's because he's he's expecting like that twelve to fourteen million dollar range, Ain't maybe even more. He's just nope. not getting it, and yeah. he's not getting it. 
a bunch of these receivers, and there's still some solid, like, you know, one-year vet options like uh, Sanders, Watkins, uh, Landry, et cetera, where, like, at least one of these and most of these receivers, their market is about to just collapse, and you're going to get them either before the draft or after the draft for, like, a one-year, four- to five-million-dollar contract, mm-hmm. and that's good. Yeah, like, you don't, you don't need to have your great wide receiver core for the next four years built today you just need to get one you just need to get one solid option and you then just one. Need will you just need to sign will fuller yeah and get and get, and get 40 catches 700 yards out of him yeah that's all you need you know let will fuller who is the guy for the patriots that that he played he signed for the patriots last year for like three years 27 million aguiar and he was terrible for the Philadelphia. He went to the Raiders, had a decent one decent year. Then he went to the Patriots and kind of was back to his mediocre stuff. That's what you want. Sign Will Fuller for like one year, five million or whatever, and hope you get 40 to 45 catches out of him. And you draft the dude who will take his spot in 2023. Yeah, that's the thing. I, you want to hedge your bets. That's the thing. Like if Will Fuller is signed, and he ends up being kind of terrible, right? Let's say he has 17 catches and you were hoping for more out of it. It's fine when, A, you're not paying him much, and, B, the dude you drafted, Adebo is a perfect example of this. Mm-hmm. A guy that you drafted where you're not really expecting him to contribute a whole lot mm-hmm. in year one, and he surprises you, and all of a sudden he's, he's a starter, and you're like, well, Will Fuller, you still have a role on this team, but you're only catching 17 balls, but it's not a big deal because you didn't pay him much. And that's the thing with Valdez Scantling. When he gets a contract like that, you kind of need him to produce. And then yeah. with with the contracts of CJGJ coming up, uh, McCoy and Davenport, like you want to save as much money as possible for those guys. Because um, like I know we don't we say the cap doesn't matter, but like you want to have more room than like two million dollars, like we did with the uh, well two bucks when we did with Cheresbird. Yeah, and I mean, you could, in theory, you could, you know, you can't really franchise Garner Johnson because his cap, corner cap number will be high. Maybe you, maybe, yeah. maybe you could franchise McCoy, but like it, it, it you probably can't franchise Davenport because the, the the defensive end number is pretty high. So it, it, you're right. It becomes it becomes challenging. They, but and they they need they need an infusion of. Of like we said, skill players, but they need an infusion of youth on defense in some spots too. So yeah. this this draft is this draft is critical. Uh, and thanks for thinking about football. And we want to get to Joshua, Andrew. But before we get to Joshua, what? But I feel like the 2017 draft has sort of rotted Saints fans' brains, and I, I include myself in that. In that, that is not the norm. That's like a once-a-decade draft. If, you, if you're if you a good team and you know what you're doing, most of the time a really, really good draft is the draft the Saints had last year where you get Adebo. He's a good starting player. Warner, he's a solid to above average, looks like a good starting player. And maybe if Peyton Turner turns out to be an average defensive end, that's three starters. That's about as freaking – as good a draft as you can hope for, I think. So that's why the Saints, like, they got to fill these holes because you're not going to get four or five starters and contributors from this draft. You're probably going to get one starter and two contributors. That Even that is a really good draft. So they, they, like, you know? Well, something doesn't add up to me. 
and it's that they have all this cap space. Mm-hmm. They try to trade for Deshaun Watson. It doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. You let Marcus Williams and Teron Armstead go, mm. and they really haven't made much in terms of moves, and they still have all this space. Yeah, I feel like the shoe could still drop with a massive move. And you watch Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill move via trade this year. Yeah. And we knew the Saints were willing to give up a bunch of multiple first round picks for Deshaun Watson. So I don't know like what's gonna happen, but I I feel like there's some stuff under wraps that Loomis I just feel like at some point something big might happen. Yeah, I mean I, I and we're gonna get to Joshua. I said on Twitter last night uh, that I was like, if I'm the Saints, I'm calling Seattle. And I'm like, are you thinking of trading Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf? And I know Seattle said earlier this offseason they want to get the deal done with DK Metcalf, but they don't have a good quarterback. And I know you said, well, you need good, uh, whatever, whoever your quarterback is, you need good receivers. And that's true. But Metcalf, Lockett, their value may never be higher because once they have Drew Locke throwing them the ball, their value could go down. So if I'm the Saints, I'm making a call to Seattle. And like you said, now you have cap space, trades, absorbing those contracts becomes easier. Although the dead money for Lockett for Seattle would be ridiculous. But if they wanted to trade Metcalf and you could get him for like the 18th pick and a third round pick and get a deal done with him, he'd be the freaking perfect fit for Jameis, and he, we're talking about receivers, so you know I'm not going to object. Uh, Joshua, let's hear what you have to say. Don't forget to unmute yourself and what you got. What I got, um, we were kind of, I think we were talking about a little, little bit about this in the Discord. Um, I just feel like the Saints, you know, they did it last year where they went and they drafted like an experimental player in the first round. Like it was a reach. Peyton yeah. Turner, it was a really big reach. And that's my concern is that like they're going to do that again. We're kind of seeing the same old, same old in free agency. Uh, let's not make a lot of moves. Let's just kind of yeah. sit tight, hang. And my thing is, it's like we had, you know, Sean Payton and Drew Brees to cover up a multitude of sins in a sense of, you know, they could cover a lot. And right yeah, now we're missing both of them. So it's like, what are you doing? You have all this cap space. <laughs> you have right. all these, you know, you you have all your draft picks. So like to me, it's concerning. It's like, okay, you can't just do the same old, same old. Like these people are here. They're gone now. So let's try something different. Let's try, you know, let's go yeah, trade I'm for sure. a tight end. Let's go get Noah Fant. I mean, granted, they got him in the trade, you know, from Seattle. Like go get Noah Fant. Go, you know draft a wide receiver but you have to fix something in free well, agency joshua, joshua i i agree with you in in this sense is i think the saints that because they had sean payton because they had drew Brees, they're like i'm not overpaying for a receiver we can pull david Patton off the scrap heap and have him do get, get 900 yards and i think that was a that was a valid belief and it, it worked out for that way but I, I do think the saints are in a position now where not that they have to be incredibly incredibly reckless like jacksonville and just fire the money cannon at everyone because no one wants to come to the saints but i do think they're gonna have to pick spots where they maybe have to pay strategically pay a little bit more than they want not for freaking scantling not for that not for that dude but like for at like for say like a guy like alan robinson like he went to the rams for three years like 45 million Probably to come to the Saints, the Saints probably would have had to pay him 
like nine million more. Like they'd exactly. probably have to pay him like three years, like fifty-five million, because he'd have been like, if I'm coming to the Saints, you got Jameis Winston who's coming off a knee. Your offense was thirty-first last year. You got to pay me this money because I don't know how it's going to be. So I mean, the Saints. But the thing is, if you're going to pay, pay for elite talent, not for like middling bottom tier guys. So, but and but I do I do agree with you. They're going to have to change their philosophy a little bit on how they spend. And that's why I'm like, you should trade for Parker. Like, why are you not making this? <laughs> like, he he should be on the phone right now. Granted, we don't know, but it's like you know this deal Doesn't should Parker already be have done. A, doesn't he have a feud with Michael Thomas? Didn't I think he, he does. He does. Yeah. But like, at this point, I'm like, screw it. I mean, <laughs> I'm at the point now where I'm like, just sign AB. Get it over with. Let us go through whatever crazy madness we have to go oh through. Oh, my God. Michael Thomas and oh, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You can't. You can't he, he, he gives Pete, poor Pete Carmichael an aneurysm. You can't have AB and Pete Carmichael. I, I hate that I'm about to ask this, uh, Ralph, but <laughs> I feel like I'm one step removed from demanding we have Jimmy Graham come back. Oh, so no. at least I'm not about to. Say Let's that. do it. Uh, I, I was, <laughs> what about Eric Ebron? How does that make you feel? What about Jared Cook? I mean, if we're going to. I'm going to ask what I said again. What about Eric Ebron? Eric. Eh. I'm not even going to acknowledge the Jared Cook question. <laughs> uh, I got to look up Eric Ebron's stats. I, I, I know the name. I know he's got like physical gifts. Well, you're, you're not going to like his stats from last year, and he's a very—he actually, interestingly, Ooh. Eric Ebron is very Jared Cookie in his career. I mean, you know what? I think he's the dude because he 2017, 53, 53, 66, 31, 56. He had 12 last year, but if he—he's he, a little Kobe Fleenery. Get me 40 if. If he got me, if he, if you signed Eric Ebron for one year, he's basically five, a sl- big slot receiver. I mean, he he offers yeah. you nothing as a blocker. Yeah, but if he could get you forty, if he could get you forty-seven catches and five hundred and thirty-seven yards like he did in twenty fifteen, I would take that in a heartbeat. You know, because that gives you that gives you a functional tight end, and if you have Michael Thomas. You have Ebron as a functional tight end. You get Kamara back eventually, hopefully, or maybe he pays pays the guy off and his suspension doesn't happen. You have Traquan. You add a receiver or two in the draft. Suddenly, you have Callaway. You have Deontay Hardy. Suddenly, you got like it's like it's not terrifying, you know. So, so you're not you're not shooting that down. Completely. I was. I, I I when you said the name of. Initially, I was like, no, but I, I had forgotten. Like he, he puts some solid. He, he has a lot of solid years together. Yeah. He's like, he's a guy that he is what he is, and he's just a solid, average to above average tight end. But the thing is, for he has the little the the, the Jerry cookiness of where teams look at him and they're like, his physical gifts. I'm gonna unlock him. You know, Sean Payton would cook. John Gruden would go, like the, the the Packers are like this dude has physical gifts and I'm gonna unlock him. You're not gonna unlock him because he is what he is. But the Saints tight end, you've said it, Andrew, of everything on the roster. We talk about wide receiver, we talk about, you know, quarter, we talk about all these positions. Tight end, if you rated them on the awful scale, I think tight end would be at the top of the black hole of sadness. Because every other position, I got at least a guy that I feel confident in. Yeah. 
So we got we got Kyle Kevin. Rudolph. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Me, I, I feel like Ebron. If he's healthy, you you might be better off with him. Yeah. And he's only twenty eight. So, right, I think I think. All right, I well, think Kevin sinks to death. You are on. Don't forget to unmute yourself. Uh, how, how, how am I making you feel with Eric Ebron <laughs> putting out names like that? I mean, are you ready to throw up? Eric Ebron, I'm okay. Kyle Rudolph looks like Frankenstein's monster trying to to run routes out there. He's was already slow, and he's just gotten slower. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not pretty. But, but I mean, hell, he's he can at least catch and. Uh, old age doesn't stop someone from being six, six. So the, I mean, there's always that kind of gift, but uh, yeah, I wanted to, to talk tonight cause I uh, got a little bit on my chest about just sort of what Saints Twitter has been and what, thank what you. Thank Saints you for been. coming to my, yeah. thank you for coming to my side today, fighting with yeah. the people about Scanlon. Yeah. I appreciate that. Kevin today. Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right. He's just green Bay Traquan Smith. He just, this the only thing is if Traycon Swift had a back-to-back MVP type quarterback thrown to him, I'm guessing his stats are going to be a little bit better than what they are right now. Or and we'd think a little bit differently from him. But you can't say our quarterback situation has been MVP Aaron Rodgers level during Traquan's career, like it has for mm-hmm. MVSs. But uh that's really not what I I really wanted to talk about. But it's sort of like the expectations of what we have this year i mean we we i don't think the reality set that drew Brees and sean payton aren't with the saints anymore like the reality of the situation is we have a head coach that hasn't even had his first practice yet in a quarterback coming off an acl injury and people are sitting around on twitter going fuck it let's 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 go yolo for someone and it's just like <laughs> no like like Dennis Allen is not Sean Payton. He doesn't have that type of job security. And he's also not going to lose his job this first year if we don't make the playoffs. We need to curb our expectations. I much rather have holes on the offense than have bad contracts. Dennis Allen doesn't have three years to turn this around. He has this season sort of a mulligan to get stuff in place. And then he has next year, we got to start showing results. If you if you mess up, you you tie up MVS for three years. You get more salary cap. You you start getting in players that can't make it through their first contracts. Then you get dead money. Then you have to spend more draft capital. You have to spend like figure out some way to push the can. And all of a sudden, you're in a bad situation. And Dennis Allen's out of a job. If we just play it smart, get value adds, get maybe I mean, if Fuller's not there, maybe Watkins. Uh we all know Traquan Smith is coming back. Let's stop kidding ourselves. He's like he will be our either our number three or number four. Mm-hmm. We're going to draft a guy like it like Juge says and like like Bud Rich said, there's there's a bunch of guys that can run a out route if that's all we need. And there's some really game changing receivers. If we go first round receiver, we just need to like slow down with the expectations. Like, I mean, if we, if we just had a new coach or if we just had a quarterback come like coming off an ACL injury, playoffs would never be in like in the cards, but all of a sudden that NFC is 
just sucks and we're like oh yeah let's go yolo to win a super bowl the year after peyton retires two years after our hall of fame greatest player of all time retires that's that's not well that's not realistic well i think it's i think it's an important point you make about contracts kevin in this sense you know people always joke about the saints they 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 do the salary cap they do the loomis math they kick the can down the road but the reason the Saints have been able to do that consistently is they, besides Junior Gallette, who was a grenade on their cap, they and Nick Fairley, re- and Nick Fairley but, but even Nick Fairley wasn't like a, it wasn't like a nuclear bomb like Matt Ryan where it was 40 million, right? Yeah. Like, and, and Junior Gallette, I get it. Like they paid him for, a, they gave him a big deal. It was under market. He took it. They shouldn't have. They they paid him two years early. He was a knucklehead. They had to eject Nick Fairley. The medical thing happened. But they besides that, they really haven't had horrible contracts. So they've been able to shuffle the money. What happens in a bad contract is like you give Scantling three years, thirty million, eighteen million the first two the first two years, and oh by the way, after the first year. He, he played every week, but he caught 16 balls, and now you got to eject. And oh, by the way, you got you got you got 10, 11 million dollars of dead cap after because for one for one year of him. So that's the thing that's allowed him to do it. So I agree with you to avoiding the the bad deals. And the thing is, as the cap gets bigger, yeah, we say the Saints can kick the can down the road. But as the cap goes bigger and bigger, these contracts are going to get more and more ridiculous. Look at the receiver contracts this year. The receiver contracts, even today, Scantling, his is ridiculous at ten million. Look at Devontae Adams. Look at Kirk. Uh, Kirk. Look at um, look at uh, Tariq Hill. Like you're talking. I mean, there's going to be a receivers inching up to thirty million a year. I believe the whole Tyreek Hill situation was that morning Tyreek Hill woke up and said, damn, I'm making less money than Christian Kirk. It was just like, <laughs> I, I gotta get, I gotta get out of here and like, <laughs> like get more money. I like this. this it's outrageous. But the, I mean, those type of moves, if you're, if you're signing someone for 10 million plus, those moves have to hit. Yeah. We can kick the can and we can drop maneuver, but bad contracts sink franchises and like we we like i understand the deshaun watson situation made people feel like we're going yolo and that was a yolo move three first rounds possibly ruiz cj garner johnson was was also rumored but that's going yolo for a decade of success like you're 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 trading for deshaun watson because you're thinking oh yeah if as long as I don't just just field a just terrible defense, I'm a playoff worthy team with Deshaun Watson and Dennis Allen's control in a defense. Like that's a playoff team every every year. Not maybe not in 2022 because he's going to be suspended, and maybe not ever because the Browns did the most Browns things, guaranteed everything, and lo and behold, he still has charges mm-hmm. that may may hit him. So like like yeah, yeah and that's what I'm going to be watching that closely. By the way, because yeah. we talk about how Loomis dodges a bullet. We talked about when he wanted Reuben Foster and he kind of <laughs> accidentally got Ramchek instead. That's right. Like, be- begrudgingly settled for Ramchek. And we know how that played out. And then, uh, you know, what, what are some of the others? Josh Norman, um, you know, there, there's been tons of examples, but so yeah. like now it's, it's interesting. It, it, it Watson has a little bit of that feel 
Um, but you, yeah, look, I think the Saints are clearly picking their spots. But again, when you talk about the amount of cap space that they have, I just feel like the shoe is going to drop. Something's going to happen here that we're not seeing right now. I was trying to I was trying to look around at teams. I, I, Seattle was one, but I was looking. I was trying to figure out teams with either with either a tight end or a receiver that might do something on the move, a trade. I was having a hard I was having a hard time locating them. Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, uh, what a, man! I forgot what I was going to say. Um, uh, go ahead. I lost my train of thought. No, uh, thank. I know. I was just. I was just trying. I was agreeing with Andrew in that I think that, that there's a move that the Saints would want to make, but you gotta you gotta find a dance partner, kind of. Rick, oh, oh, yeah. Randy Mueller always says, you know, you gotta find a dance partner. Um, okay, now I just remember what I was going to say. Um, yeah, we have a lot of cap space, but we also have some really important cogs to uh, re-sign and extend coming up. So I I think freaking football brought that up. But, yeah, yeah, we have McCoy. We have C.J. Garner-Johnson looking for big big extensions. We can bring in a K-1. We can can do something on defense to make a defense even more a strength and help us carry us to the the playoffs if that's the case. But, yeah, there, there is things that we can do. There's not a whole lot we can do wide receiver wise other than do a trade or fuller uh watkins or traquan i'm sorry those are the three best Who? wide receivers left for us. Ke- Ke- andrew i got a question thanks kevin for joining us i got a question for you andrew fuller or watkins who do you want right now i think i go fuller I just think, you know, he, he's got suspended because of the PEDs. I think Watson is just kind of trending in the wrong direction mm-hmm. just in terms of – or sorry, Watkins is trending in the wrong direction just in terms of what he's done in his career. Um, but uh, Fuller is a big question mark, and I think because of that you could get him on the cheap. But, you know, look, I, I would love all both of them and, and take which one you can get. And, again, to me, this is not a guy that you necessarily – expect to catch 50 balls it's like you might need him to if, if the rookie doesn't work out or he's not ready to play in year mm-hmm. one but look they probably need to draft one or two guys at that position even if they get one of these veterans so we'll see how it all plays out but tight end tight end to me i i that's the one i'm more concerned about because they cannot go into this season rouse with troutman and Vanette. they they cannot and I don't think you can draft a guy. <laughs> no, you can't. It's going to be meaningfully better in year one. It's hard to find I, tight ends in the draft. I think, I think what I'm really hoping for is we get something happen during the draft, and we're like, you know, you know, because they they start the draft at night now, right? The first two rounds, the first couple rounds of it. I was I was hoping that there's a trade announcement where like some team trades the Saints their veteran tight end. And it's like for a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick because that team drafted a tight end and they want to get rid of the veteran. And the Saints have done that before, where they trade picks for veterans or swap picks, and you know they they say, "Hey, we'll we'll move down in the fourth round, and you can move up, and we'll get the veteran." So I, I think that's a that's a that's a way for them to go. But here's like tight end. You you're right. Like it is just they they cannot. It cannot stay the same. They have to do 
something. Although uh, I think John Sigler, he treated it Taysom's going to fix tight end, but Taysom can't block, man. <laughs> you know, no, uh, nah, he can block better than most. Yeah. So if if anybody, if you want to join us, uh, pipe in, request, and we'll and we'll talk for a little longer. Tons of people take a multivitamin. Me included. I'm trying to get back on track after football season, eating better, exercising, all of that. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adopting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. I said it, I've said it on uh, The Daily Show, uh, on Twitter. I would love the Saints to add a defense, because they have some defensive pieces still out there. I know Sue said he's probably going back to Tampa, but you have Clowney, who's a Saints infatuation from a couple of years ago. They have some defensive pieces out there, especially defensive linemen. Like, if you could get them at a low ball price, maybe, you know, maybe you get Clowney at like $6 million. I would love it. And I, I know you say, look, they don't have a spot. They, their defensive line is really good. They got Passigno and, the, you know, they got the street from San Francisco. He's easy to tackle. But, like, just having an extra body at defensive end, like, I feel like defensive end and corner is one of those spots where, like, just keep on, just keep adding because you never, you never know when you're going to need the fourth one to be good for a month. And, and, like, you have the cap space now, so you don't have to do gymnastics to get it there. I, I would I would love that ad. Um, is there anybody that you see in free agency that you're like, hey, it's not a need, but if they could sign them, I'd really like it. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think at running back, they, they got to add someone. And Melvin uh, Gordon? Yeah, I would look at him. Yeah, because I feel like Ingram's kind of cooked. I'm glad he got the record, but I just I just feel like he his body is 
kaput, you know? And if you, and if you don't have Kamara for three weeks and Ingram is hurt, then you're in a world of, uh, you're in a world of problems, right, Andrew? So, I mean, that's, that's sort of where you, that's sort of where you are. I saw the way the bird calls are in here. Uh, bird calls, uh, the, the Pelicans got a big win tonight, which was nice. Uh, uh, I don't know. I didn't look at the standings. The geriatric Lakers uh, hopefully can sink right out of the playoffs and into the lottery, and then the Pelicans can get their pick. Um, here's the uh, – I want people to talk to me, Arthur or Les. What do you feel about Julio Jones? What are you, Andrew, what are your thoughts on Julio? Do you bring him back or is he too old and broken? Because he's a receiver we haven't mentioned. Andrew declined to co-host. I think Andrew's having. Uh, I think Andrew's having. Uh, I think Andrew's having technical difficulties. Uh, Julio interests me just for this reason. This this reason and only. We got uh, Kevin's back with us. Kevin and Andrew. Andrew, this is why Julio Jones interests me. The Falcons might not win three games this year. If the Saints had Julio and Julio Jones had good games against the Falcons and piled on them when they might have their worst season in 15 years, that would be hilarious and I would be here for it. Yeah, it would make make Falcons fans depressed. So, yeah, I'm in on Julio. Uh, Did you you hear the part about – Chris Olave. No, I didn't. My son is completely locked in on Chris Olave. And I, I tell him, like, you never lock in on a guy, especially when you're picking it. Like, you're, <laughs> it's just going to leave you disappointed. It's like, don't care one Chris Olave. Yeah, I mean, he's, listen, he's good. I mean, they they just have a ton of good receivers this year, Andrew. You know, I, I, Honestly, he's, he's not sweating. The Saints not signing a free agent receiver at all because he's like, doesn't matter. They're taking Chris Olave. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know the Saints haven't done it, and we keep it. But if ever there was a, because even if the Saints add Will Fuller, let's say, and they don't do anything else before the draft, they still have a ton of holes. If there was ever a year where they were picking at 18 and a team wanted to move up to get a quarterback that the saints really didn't like. And the saints could move from like 19 to like 28, 29 and pick up another pick in the top 50, 55. This would be the year because they have so many freaking holes. Um, But it's just not, it's just not in Mickey Loomis's nature. I just, I just don't, I just don't think that that's how they operate, you know? Um, so it's a pipe, so it's a pipe dream. Uh, but Andrew, what do you look at? Like I look at the South and I know the saints have gone backwards, but Atlanta's might be the worst team in the sport and Carolina's no better. So I don't necessarily like the saints have gotten worse. But they're st- I still think they're significantly ahead of Atlanta and Carolina in the South. If you if you if you want to feel hope tonight, and they have Tampa's number, 
Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So, yeah, look, uh, NFC right now to me, kind of like there's about three teams and then it's kind of wide open for everyone else. So it just depends on what they're going to do, how they're going to get better from here on out. So they have more options than some teams, than most teams in terms of how they can go from here. Mm -hmm. But I just, you know, at some point they got to start signing some guys. Yeah. Um, is there, is no, there, I will, say, I will say I'm expecting Malcolm Jenkins to retire. Yeah. So they're, they need to figure out their secondary. I, I don't think they're done kind of overhauling their secondary a little bit. I think that's going to be necessary. Now at corner, you have Chauncey Garner Johnson, you have a Debo, you have Lattimore, you have, um, Roby who's coming back. So I, I think they're fine there, but is it possible that even though they signed Marcus May, is it possible that they would look at Teron Matthew? Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. I, I almost got got because Ross Jackson got got on a Honey Badger contract to San Francisco. Um but then, because it was like three years, forty-eight million, and I was like, "That seems ridiculous." And I was like, "Ross, you got got," and because you, I trust you as impeccable journalistic integrity, you got got. Be careful on these Twitter streets. But here's the thing: like Teron Matthew, like his market may be not nearly what he thought it was. So, like, if you could get Teron Matthew at the same deal that you got Marcus May at of like two years, 15 million, or even two years, 18, 19 million. Like that seems really reasonable to me, Andrew. And like, then suddenly you got to, to run Matthew where at free safety, he's kind of like, it's eh, kind of dicey. Cause he did a lot of, he, he moved around a lot in Kansas city, but he didn't play too much free straight. He played other places. But if I got may and I got Teron Matthew in the secondary and I got Dennis Allen who loves to get weird and get exotic and he can move honey badger all over the place. And I got honey badger on a reduced contract. Then I and love you got, that. And you got CD dudes talking trash. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I love, I love that. And the thing is, like we as a fan base, we need a little bit of juice. We need a little bit of excitement and honey badger would be a lot of fucking excitement, right? Like we would just be, we would be pumped and other people, other people around the other teams would be like, ah, oh, he's old Kansas city and want to blah, blah. We're like LSU go tigers. This is awesome. Like, I think like, I, you know me, I love the moves, but I, I like that too. Like, I just think add to your defense, make it better, keep it up. It's getting older. I, I love well, that. I, I will tell you this. I mean, it's just a little tidbit and that probably doesn't matter that much, but uh, the se season ticket renewal is due on April 1st. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a number of saints fans, you know, between what, what Ida has done to the city financially and 
mm-hmm. the gas prices and the economy, right. and all that. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a, uh, several thousand that are like, mm, yeah. Wait and see. It's you know, April first is when it's due, and I, it would not surprise me if the Saints want to try to do something splashy like announce Matthew. Julio Jones and like something <laughs> on the same day, and then people are like, "Yep, I'm renewing." Yep, Honey Badger, Julio Jones, and Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron trade for DK Metcalf, all in like an eight-hour period, and do the renews. I renewed the tickets because you know the thing is now you have to Can do. You imagine those podcast shows if that transpires. Oh, oh my god, we. I mean the 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 Deshaun Watson thing. It was. It was, it was all sorts of emotions, but I will admit, even though I didn't want, even though I didn't want Deshaun Watson, and I was happy the Saints ended up not getting him. You know me, Andrew. I love the transaction. I love the Saints being in the middle of it. I love the Saints being in the news, being being at the table where the action is. I love that, and it was that was just being able to talk about it for. However many a week it was, that was great. I would love the Saints to be in action. When I saw Tariq Hill getting traded, until I saw what the Miami ended up paying for him, there was a good like 25 minutes where I was like, oh man, I hope the Saints are in on that. Let's, 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 let's call. Let's see, let's see how that's going, you know? And then I saw that they gave up five picks for him, and I was like, wow, no, no. Um, you know, uh, but I, I like the honey badger. Is is any Anybody else, you know, do you have Arthur or Big Don or Nate, do you have any requests to speak? If do you have a, a guy and a free agent uh, that you would love to see the Saints get? Um, it, Andrew, before we get out of here, just on a, on a national sort of the whole NFL sort of level, this, this, this offseason is like no other. This, one, this one's been bonkers. It's been, it's been nonstop crazy town. It feels like every day. Like the best receiver in the NFL got traded, Devontae Adams. It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't even really register. Matt Ryan, guy who's been quarterback for a decade and a half, got traded, didn't really register. Like this, the, the, the sheer amount of moves, not just signings, trades, has made. I think this is the wildest offseason I can remember. Man, you know Russell Wilson. It feels like is barely talked about. That's right. He went from Seattle to Denver, and I feel like that's been an afterthought. And that you know Brady unretiring was huge because we yeah. thought he was done, and, and now he's back. And dude, th- this offseason, it really. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, being a prisoner of the moment. But I really can't remember an offseason that was this bonkers. And the Deshaun Watson stuff. It's crazy. As well. Yeah. The one thing I was going to say, and, and I, I, I can't remember the podcast I was listening to it, but they made a great point. And they said the AFC West being the crazy arm race that it is, where you have these four really good quarterbacks – and you have these four really potentially good teams. What it does for the 2022 NFL season is you will always, the entire season, likely have a very, very compelling four o'clock game. You know, where 
Because Denver, the Raiders, the Chargers, or uh, Kansas City, one of them is going to be playing at 3.30 in, in, a, in a 3.30 window. So you won't have you won't have hardly any weeks where you just have dregs at the three the the, the second half double header which will make for a more fun NFL season um i guess that's i guess that's it for me today andrew um is, is there any other NFL moves that you you looked at it and you were like wow that that surprised me you know uh, well, I mean, just from a Saints standpoint, Marcus Williams and Teron Armstead, neither deal really went fully kaboom. Yeah, you I know, was some, th- those are yeah. solid contracts, but looked at those and I'm like, man, the Saints couldn't afford that. I think Marcus Williams wanted to go. I really yeah. like, like. I think. I, I think he. I think Minnesota miracle. Maybe he didn't get. Maybe he just he 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 wanted to not be a Saint. And when a player does, you know, when a player doesn't want to be a, on your team anymore, you can kind of keep them. Sometimes you can cure it with money, but he just didn't want to be a saint anymore. And he wanted to go, he wanted to leave and he went to Baltimore. Teron Armstead, that one, like that contract, it just, it just surprised me that the contract that he got, the saints didn't match it. Because it's it just wasn't near what I thought he would get. I thought for sure he would get four years, five years, twenty million dollars, fifty million plus guaranteed. Because and you were in a kind of agreement with me where you're like these teams they're desperate for offensive tackles. Their quarter. What did you say about Cincinnati? If Joe Burrow gets injured, their dreams die. That's what it was. And you said because of that, somebody's going to pay Armstead a ridiculous amount of money. And it just didn't happen, and I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, look, he's coming off of a knee injury, and he, he just had surgery, mm-hmm. so and he's got a long history, and he's 30. So, I mean, th- there's tons of risk, but yeah, I just kind of assume that it, a team would be like, I don't like the risk of not having Armstead is worse. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would say that's what stood out to me is that the Saints let both guys walk out the building despite all this cap space, and they're contracts weren't that crazy and you know i mean maybe he wanted to leave i'm talking about marcus williams but they could have franchise tagged him so look they have marcus may it's fine they've moved on but like at this point i'm I'm waiting to see what the saints are going to do i i feel like this cannot possibly be an off season where they're just going to sit idle with all the space yeah like like they're they're going either either they are going either they're going to spend this space in free agency or they're going to spend this space in the summer extending McCoy extending CD extending extending on Yamada they're not going to sit with this space and just be like we roll it over because that that is it's kind of pointless in that you had Gail Benson cut all these checks to create this space and then you didn't use it. Like it's really like it's, it's wasteful on like all kinds of levels. So I just, I just can't see it. I'm hopeful that you're right, Andrew, that they, they have something big or not big, but they have, they have stuff left to do that. It's that's going to happen that 
we don't necessarily we can't necessarily see it right but it's but it's gonna but it's gonna happen and uh i just i just think the read the, the final thought for me is that the mickey loomis strategy is the randy mueller strategy and it's been consistent throughout the saints time of going to free agency fill as many holes as you can get to the draft pick the best players available. And that's been the theory for the last 20 years with the Saints. And they have so many freaking holes in free agency. For them to just sit and not fill is weird. Because even even when Mickey Loomis went, it was the end of the Hazlitt era, and they didn't necessarily have this YOLO, go-for-broke style where they were doing all the cap shenanigans that they're doing now. Remember the year where they, like, signed Brian Young, they signed Aaron Stecker, they signed... um, who was the corner? The little, the little corner that that played for ha- that ha- played for Has that I, I forget his name. They signed like three or four guys, and it was Mark all like McMillan. No, it wasn't Mark McMillan. It was like I forget I forget his name. It was like uh, it was a tight not Fred Thomas either. But it was like they signed like those three or four guys, and it worked. It wasn't Tyrone it wasn't, Tyrone Drakeford. No, that's even that's Ditka. That's Ditka. I'm gonna have to go. <laughs> Pull it up. I'm have to go to like the 2003 uh, Saints. I'm about to pull. I'm about to pull. Fred, not Fred Weary. No, no, no. It wasn't Fred Weary. It wasn't Fred Weary. It was. Um, it was someone. It was someone else. Now but, I want to know, Ralph. <laughs> I got to go to. De- I got to go to defense. Be in this kind of suspense. Um, remember Derek Rogers? He's on this list. He's. Yeah. That's a. Uh, no, that's a. Oh, like Orlando Ruff was another guy they signed in free agency when they needed a linebacker. He wasn't expensive. He, he, he was bad. He was bad, but it was an att- but it was an attempt, right? It was an attempt to to fix a problem, right? Um. Uh. So, Jason Kraft, that's the one. Jason Kraft, right? He oh, was a guy. Kraft, yeah, yeah. They signed him from Jacksonville to like an offer sheet, you know. Um. But but that's the thing. Like they even when they didn't necessarily spend a ton, they would try to fill. They would try to fill holes. And you could you know we may have been like Jason Crabb. That ain't that ain't, that ain't the solution. That ain't it. But at least it was an attempt. Jerome Payton, another guy at wide receiver. Like they they brought in guys this year. May that's it. Like that he's the and, and street which is that like. They haven't even attempted to fill the holes, which is really, really unique uh, to the Saints. You know that 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 to me is the that to me is the biggest thing, Andrew. I knew that the first wave and the second wave would pass, but I just expected them to start signing, like adding guys, at, even if they're cheap and they're not they're very expensive. Like they they've literally not added anyone. Victor Riley is another one. I'm Victor going. Almay, oh, wow. <laughs> so. You're making me not want free agents, Ralph. <laughs> you're, I'm making you not want. Ernie Conwell? I mean, you're, 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 oh. Well, Ernie. Conwell had. I, I would kill for Ernie Conwell right now, if I'm being <laughs> honest. A tight end. What's he up to? <sighs> I don't know. I just remember him uh, consoling Mike Carney in the the, 
the, the Gleason game. That's the, the memory. That's my memory of Ernie Conwell. Honestly, I was disgusted by every name you threw out there until you said Ernie Conwell, and then I thought about our tight ends, and you know, Ernie Conwell feels pretty good. Azakim. He dropped the ball, but he also played for the Saints, and he caught thirty-four passes for four hundred eighty-nine yards. Nah, I would, in, I would take that in two thousand five. 34 passes, 34 Tur- catches sounds amazing right now. Dude, Zach, five catches, 396 yards. I would, I would, do, I would do unspeakable illegal things for that <laughs> right about now. You have no idea. Uh, Nate, Nate Pool. I just love old Saints Ron. We should have, we, instead of drunk history, we should just go. And just pull up old rosters and just tell our memories of like random Saints players. But uh, guys, thanks for joining us for the Twitter spaces. And and the Saints didn't make any news this week, really. Uh, well, they did. They signed. They signed Jameis. It, it feels like a, a, an eternity ago, but it was earlier in the week. But when the Saints have news, Andrew will jump on it in the middle of the day, or we'll do it at night. We had. The Deshaun Watson one where we had like 7,000 people ended up listening to that thing. So it was great. So always be on the lookout for the Twitter spaces when we when Saints news happens. Uh, we'll either do it during the day during it, or at night. And guys, please support the show. We have a great Discord. We have almost, three, almost 300 people in the Discord now. It's amazing. It's better than other Discords because other Discords have like thousands and it gets unruly. People get rude. People get nasty. Not our Discord. It's really nice and friendly. Support the show. Sign up as a patron. Go to saintshappyhour.com. It's a great community. Support us. Guys, the Saints are going to do some stuff, we hope. Draft is coming up soon. Enjoy your weekend. And join us for the live stream on Twitch uh, Monday night. I bet you the Saints, Andrew, I think they're going to do some stuff. And we're going to have some more news to, to talk about Monday night. But, guys, thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. And we will see you Monday night. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry... 
and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. <laughs> 